Hello and welcome to the Life Laundry Podcast. I'm Gemma. I'm Chippy. Imagine. What? Imagine if we had all the all the chatting and then none of the recording. <laughs> Just took an hour out of my day to chat to a friend. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, what have you been looking at on the internet? Hashtag trigger warning death. I was just scrolling while I was waiting for Gemma. Just waiting for Gemma. That's going to be the name of my book. And um, not that it happens very often at all, actually. That paints you in an unfair light, Gemma. <laughs> um, make sure my microphone's actually near my face. So I was just scrolling and there was a nurse doing a thing and she was talking about an unexplained phenomenon that happens during death that they can't medically explain but that happens so frequently that they put it in their education package for patients who are dying. Is it farting? Oh, no, that happens after death. Is it shitting yourself? No, that happens after death. Okay. Also, if people don't know that, that happens when you die. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but you won't mind about it. No. you won't know. Um. No, she says about a month before people die, they start to see dead relatives, dead pets. I have so many questions. Yeah. And she's Are like, these people that like um, know that they're about to die? Yeah. So is it some sort of sixth sense maybe? It's like a terminal, if you're a terminal patient, I mean, obviously it could happen. I guess it can happen to people who don't know they're dying. That's my question. Yeah, I guess it would. So, like, if you suddenly start seeing, well, dead, you know, get your house in order, guys. Have you got your will? But I think if you're that close to dying, usually you will. You'd not be feeling great. No. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I find that very. Um... Okay, well, I've got a story. And I, I completely forgot about it until you'd said it. Okay. Can I, oh, before you start your story, can I just say that my father-in-law, yeah. uh, this is a bit depressing. Sorry, Joe. My father-in-law didn't see dead people as far as we know before he died, but um, he did hallucinate alcohol until the moment he went unconscious. You are? He hallucinated drinks. That weren't there? Yeah, so he Joe would be chatting to him and he'd be like, that's great. Can you just pass me that glass of sherry at the end of the bed? Oh. And Joe would be like, no, Dad. Yeah, that's what happens when you're a 60-year 60 60 on the booze. Mm. Okay. Go. Is it scary? Yeah, it's really freaky. Okay. I'm excited. This probably could be for your podcast. Why are we not doing it on my podcast? Do you want to save it? No. Oh, fine. Don't. <laughs> no, because I don't think... It's when you gonna... finish this story, can you then ask me what I've got for Christmas, okay? Go. Okay. So, we all know that we think there's a ghostly presence in our house. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I've been burning sage that I get from my Etsy, and it hasn't really... I still feel like she's around, right? Sage, yeah. Sage sort of cleanses and everything and gets rid of, you know, bad energy, but it doesn't necessarily, it's not like you exercise things. Okay. So I had this bright idea 
that I had a load of sage in my garden. Okay. And I had this bright idea that I would dry my own sage because it's come from my garden might be a little bit more potent. When I use the word potent, I mean mm-hmm. effective. Yeah. Right. Because I grew it with purpose, blah, blah, blah. And it's from the soil that the house is on. Yeah. I dry it, light it. Yeah. Within one second, Ben has got his hands over his ears screaming so badly. So I, I dried it, I cut it. and Can I, I just I say, we definitely it. need this on the podcast because the little snippet I shared from from our, from our the time you came on last time, we were talking about how you'd moved in for a month and you were, had just felt the presence of this woman and we talked about how Ben was playing on the stairs. No, no, no I know, I know, right? Uh, my, so, podcast, my listeners want an update anyway. So he's like this, and he was in a different room. I'm in the kitchen. It wasn't even, it was just, it had literally been lit seconds. Yeah. Get me out of this house. Get me out of this house. He started screaming. And Ben's not that sort of child. So I said, okay. I went to the sink and I didn't, hadn't put two and two together. Just damped it out and put it out. Um, event, and he was saying, my, my tummy hurts. My tummy hurts. And I was like, do you feel sick? You're going to be sick. And I was like, oh, I was going to puke. Right. Which in my house does mean just get out of the house. What? In my house, that means get out of the house. <laughs> if you're going to puke. Yeah. You have and to live outside. Across the threshold, sat on the porch, gone now. Okay. So we went back in. Ah! Screaming. A second he put his feet over the threshold. And I'm like, fuck. There's only one of two things that can be happening here. He's allergic to sage. Which I don't know that would affect his ears though. Because did he say what he was it like pressure? Was it annoying? It he just said he couldn't explain it. He said it was like over his whole body. So and then he's these it was like he was having a panic attack, like massive panic attack. Yeah. And Mike is different to me. He was so he was like, come on, scooped him up. And Ben like literally had his hands and his feet on the door frame, blocking. Mike from going in, caking him. So we had to sit outside for an hour and a half. This was at night. It's about nine thirty. Just so we got like, a porch swing. Yeah, we were sat on the porch swing, and I was like, "Shit, I'm gonna have to take him somewhere. My daddy's gonna have to sleep there." He was like, and we eventually persuaded him to go in because he hadn't had any dinner. And Mike had to wrap him in a blanket and take him straight up to his room. Mm-hmm. And Johnny had to sleep with him all night. So. It was either a pure coincidence and he had trapped wind, but why would it release every single time he stepped outside? He yeah. was allergic to sage, but I've burnt sage loads of times before. Or C, she got really pissed off and she doesn't want to go anywhere, so she chose the one person that would make me stop doing it. Yeah, or D. D. She's not aggressive and therefore she was doing something not intentionally to affect Ben. Yeah. But he's sensitive and he picked it up. Do you know what I mean? Like he's empathetic to her. And the worst thing about it is the next morning, I mm. couldn't remember a single thing about it. <laughs> I Have you ever had EMF readings taken from your house? No, but Tom wants to get a reader now. Yeah, I'd do an EMF reading because also that can make you feel awful. 
What's EMF? Electric Magnetic Field. It's not, it's actually quite often used to disprove ghosts because things like fuse boxes, electric wires, all of that give off an electric magnet, electromagnetic field. So what happens quite often is people will say, oh, there's something in the basement. I feel really bad. And every time I go in there, I feel this sense of dread. And what it is, is that it's a really old, massive fuse box that's, that's down there mm. and it's giving off a huge magnetic field. And if, if a person is in the presence of that, it makes them feel they can feel it and it makes them feel awful and like the world's ending. And, but actually 50 quid. Yeah. And I just would be interested, but but the reason that they're so associated with ghost hunting is if you're going, if, if say you were going to to ghost hunt your house, you'd go around during the day when there was, when the kids were at school and you would take base readings. So you would go into every room, every corner of the room, and you would just write like Gemma's office, front, back. This is- Sorry, I just throw, got throw it around. Um, and you'd write down what the base level readings were so that you knew that your office is a, a 0.2 all the time. And then it then obviously like ghost hunters, they do it at night so that they know that if they're sitting in your office and there's a temperature drop or there's some other thing or someone who is sensitive to it feels something, you can get the reading out and it will suddenly be like, oh, it's jumped to. OK. And then what do we do in that situation, Chippy? Well, then you have. But then you'll have a a reason or a knowledge or you'll know. But if it's something like in a certain part of your house, there's an old fuse box or there's an old bit of something or there's an old something that is giving off electromagnetic fields and that's affecting Ben. Then it could be a really easy fix. Yeah. Yeah. And then I feel like at least, you know, and I think it's interesting that you feel like she's not. She doesn't feel like she's malevolent. No. Malevolent. Yeah. And and I said to Tom, okay, I think I know what's going on here. And Tom was like, we can't have this conversation in front of Johnny. Johnny's like, no, you don't. You can't. I won't sleep. I was like, right, okay. So off Johnny went. So I said to Tom, it might be this. So me and Tom were downstairs in the dining room and I'm like this pointing to whatever. Now you listen to me. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Don't fuck around with him. If you want to stay you can stay it's absolutely fine but don't want any of that and i'm like shouting at the air and then tom joins in going yeah (laughs) yeah i love that picture of tom you sent um that's what i would do i'd get an emf reader do you want me to come and do it do you want me to come and be i'll wear a boiler suit no because i will shit myself this is the sort of thing i have to do on my own no it's not it's the sort of thing that this is exactly why we're friends it's the sort of thing where you're like I did it on my own and then I screamed and dropped it. And now you have to go into that room. You now have to go into the deep dark cellar to get the EMF reader because I'm not doing I'm not doing it now. All right, Mariah, I'll be outside with my veg plot. Okay. I'll be out talking to the chicken. You do it. Okay, Gemma. All right. I thought there was something wrong with my chickens. Oh. They start they started molting. Oh, yeah. Um, but they're fine though. They're nursed them back to the girls. The girls are, are happy. How's yeah. the bully chicken? Still a bit of a bully. There's 150 chickens that need homes. But don't have to have all 150. 
Do you want to add to the girls? What you? What, what I got to ask you about Christmas. What am I getting for Christmas? What I'll are you say. getting for Christmas, Chiffy? I'm getting something that Gemma Bray has hashtag influenced me to buy. In fact, fucking hell, are you wearing the boiler suit version? No. I'm I have got my thermal vest on though. Look, that's that is a sexy number. I know. Can't wait for Derek to get home. <laughs> Rip it off. This, I only put this on so you could take it off, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Don't untuck my thermals, <laughs> Topped into my pants. No drafts. Go on. Um, I am getting the Gary long sleeve sweaty Betty number. Nice. What colour are you going for? What? What colour? I've gone for black. Yeah. My standard colour. Yeah. Uh, it just arrived. Luckily, my sister's here. She's downstairs. She's got an exhibition today. We've been hanging it this morning. We just ate loads of bacon. I now smell like bacon. Oh, I hate that. Nothing like a good old whiff of bacon to really make you feel tip top. Can I just do a recommendation? Uh, Percy and Reed do a spray for your hair. So if you're like me, I, it started for me when I was pregnant that if I did anything in my hair, I could smell it for like eight years. And it made me feel really sick. Percy and Reed do a really nice spray that actually works. That if you spritz it on your hair, it stops smelling of what it's smelling of, and it smells quite nice. But then you went, you you stop being able to smell it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, but it's not a dry shampoo. You just spritz it on. It's called something like hair hair smell hair fragrant hair something Percy and Reed Percy and Reed go and have a look they do the best dry shampoo anyway so luckily my sister was here because I don't know what Derek's like um but Joe if I'm like right what do you think does this look okay he'll say something like oh I, I really like um I think the black's really nice and you're like, yeah, I can I can do color decisions by myself, but do I? Is it is it hitting in the wrong place? Blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas my sister was like, no, that's great. You could wear heels, you could wear trainers, you could do school run, you could go to pro. Yeah, do you like but it? Do you like it? I love it. I love it, and that and I'm really excited. And I would ideally have like I that could be my. I'd have five of them. Do they do? Did you notice if they do like this sort of color, like a camo green? I don't think so. They, they do a dodgy green in the boiler yeah. suit version. That's why I haven't got it because I I, I need a dark camo. Yeah. Do you know why? It, I would call that. Hang on. It's almost like there's not enough like wine bottle green in the world in clothing, yeah, which can be a very darker green is a very sort of flattering alternative to black. I would mm -hmm. think, whereas grey can be quite draining yeah I can't really wear gray no neither can I but dark green and navy can be quite difficult to match things with bottle green but like bottle green army green really, yeah I'd say that's more of a lighter color land rover green land rover green is or slightly darker but you know what I mean it goes with everything in a way that black goes with everything and also like a really dark burgundy brown mm, yeah that would be nice in just if anyone's from sweaty betty um design yes, team are listening uh maybe joan joan what's she called branson joan branson can you tell richard to have a word with whoever runs sweaty betty so you're not allowed to wear it till christmas no not allowed to wear it till christmas oh well, that's bollocks that's bollocks i know i've got other jumpsuits though 
So I'm going to wear my, my... And your sister is quite right. You can dress it up or you can dress it dress down. Dress it up or down. But what I really like is that, because what you said that really made hit home uh, last time we talked about it, I feel like it's the third person in this podcast, is um, you were like, it's a really nice alternative to like tracky bums and a t-shirt. And that's the thing is that I always go through the size of my jeans and so I really don't like, like I've just got a really nice new pair of jeans and I'm really hesitant to wear them much because I know that I'm just going to go through the style of them. Whereas these, it's like, I could be smart. They're smarter than joggers, but they're as comfy as joggers. Oh yeah, but do you not think they're the comfiest fabric? The comfiest. They're really comfy. And I have to give a shout out. I'm sure she's not a listener, but you never know. To the lady who works in Sweaty Betty in Turnham Green in Chiswick, who I went in and I'm one of those people that goes in if I can't see what I'm looking for I'm out I don't want to ask don't want to have a conversation partly because I'm so persuasive persuadable Mm -hmm. that I'll just end up buying something I I didn't want and so she was like is there anything you were looking for and my husband said do you have the jumpsuits and she said oh no we don't have them in and I was like okay and I was literally about to leave and she went have you have you tried it on? And I said, no, that's why I was coming into the shop because I don't want to buy it online. And she said, why don't you try on the trousers? Because I was like, but I've had kids and I'm really self-conscious about my tummy and I just don't think it's going to work. And she was like, well, why don't you try on the trousers and then you'll get a feel for the fit. And I was like, oh, okay. And she was like, and I think you're a medium because I was like, I think maybe I'll get a large, it's better, bigger. And she was like, no, you're going to be too short. And the fabric's really flattering. She was my height. Um, and she was like, so just put the trousers on and then you'll see, because if you like the trousers, the top's so loose, it doesn't make yeah. any difference. Yeah. And then I put the trousers on. She got the size right. She went made a real effort to find black ones because she was like, are you getting black or navy? And I was like, black. And she was like, let's get you the black trousers. And I put them on and she was like, your tummy looks fine. And you Honestly. were like, it's like being naked, but warm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is naked, but warm. What do you call the jumpsuit? Naked, but warm. Um. And she and so and she was just amazing. And I was like, she knew she wasn't going to get a sale because I was very specific about what I wanted. And I don't think I looked like a sporty person. I'm just going to throw that out there. I do have to say that every sweaty Betty shop I've been in, I've been in a few recently. <laughs> lovely. Everyone's well, really I'm nice. So I've met two of them with, with Team Thomas. Were they? I bet they. I wonder. Maybe that should have been my way. <clears throat> Tom, see if she's like. <laughs> you're not you're not a toma um so she she was really good and then she was just like give me the trousers and she was like right so you need a medium order it online if it's not right you just bring it back into me and I'll return it for you don't have to send it don't faff with postage you just come straight here and bring it in and I'll return it for you and I was like lady I would buy anything from you yeah because there was no like, and also I have a real thing where people go, is there anything, can I help you with anything? And she had said to me, is there something in particular you're after? In a really like straight down the line manner. <laughs> maybe maybe it's because, and, and and you know, this is not me, me being a bitch. Maybe it's because she's like, this is not, a, this does not seem like her normal habitat. She I'm going to try and make this as painless as possible. This, this does not look like a woman who's shopping for a sports bra. No, I think that's fair. I was wearing a massive leopard print furry coat and a lot of eyeliner. So she probably thought she's in the wrong shop. She was like, the pub's down the road. 
the wine bar is next door. I'm very Adina, distressed. Adina, it'd be like that. Um, I literally did look like Adina Monsoon. What is that um, meme where she's she's got a personal trainer and she's like that? <laughs> yeah, that's like me. Where she um jumps up to get the rings and then yeah, just falls. But... I did something the other day that I said something. I couldn't remember what it was. I said something. I was wearing the coat. And after I said it, there was a massive pause. And I went, yeah, even I heard it then. Even, even, sorry. Sorry, everyone. Went full Adina Monsoon there. Everyone was just like, wow. Wow. It's like being back in the 90s. I just need the hair. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so now we're going to, it means that sometimes we accidentally Twin. dress the same. Yeah. Now we're going to be okay, like. question. What's going to be your bra situation underneath it? Because I feel it needs a thick strap. Yeah, well, I'm not going to see that. No, I mean, your current bra situation. This is my only bra. Is it? I've only got one bra as well. (laughs) No, that's not true. I've got two bras that I love that my friend um, Pom Lampson made if anyone wants cashmere I don't know that she does underwear anymore but she makes the most beautiful underwear and it was silk and it's lovely and I've worn it to the extent that all the silks just pulled off around my boobs and they're really tatty and eventually you know it's bad as if even I who will repair things until they're just repair was like I think I think I need a new bra and I got this bra from Marks and Spencers. I'm hugely picky about bras because I've got horrible boobs. And uh, no, true. And I got this bra from Marks and Spencers, and literally, it's the most comfortable bra I've ever. I literally, I it feels like I've been doing it wrong for the last 38 years, and this is what bras are supposed to feel like. Just throwing that out there. Also. I am always down on myself about my boobs, as we've just said. <gasps> and I always go, oh, it's because I'm so fat. And, I to go, and this time I just was like, normally, I couldn't remember what cup size I was, basically, after having kids, because that's how long it's been since I had a, a new bra. And so I was like, oh, no, this, this I, I ordered a size. And I was like, this looks horrible. Maybe that's just my body now. Maybe it just looks horrible in bras. Uh, but I'm not spending money on something that makes me feel horrible. And then I thought, I'm just going to order a cup size up. Now, in my head, I was like, it doesn't matter about the cup size. It's your fucking ribs, lady. They're huge. Ordered a cup size up. Bra looked great. Super comfortable. And I was like, you're just a dick in your brain to yourself. Because cup size is so much more than like the hang of your boobs, if you see what I mean. And I just, it's one of those moments where you're like, you just stood there looking in the mirror at yourself in a too small bra, simultaneously slagging yourself off for having small boobs and telling yourself that you just look ugly in all bras. Whereas in fact, you had bigger boobs and you just, do you know what I mean? I was just thinking that um, we should never wear the boiler suit when we're doing the EMF reading. Otherwise we will look like Ghostbusters. Oh my God, but isn't that the dream? (laughs) Oh my God. And I've got, from when I was doing makeup, I used to, because I, when I was on set, you're not allowed to have your phone and stuff, but there's nowhere for you to leave your phone. So I have this um, silver faux snake skin. Obviously there are no silver snakes, but like um, it, bum bag, but it's very flat. 
like a money pouch almost. Um, I could wear that. A family pouch. Yeah, it's hard to explain. It's very lovely. I love it. Um, that could be part of my Ghostbusters outfit. Okay. Um, but I was, I did have something that I thought about because sometimes we, and this is segued nicely in Gemma. We've discussed both of us about sometimes having a bit of a wibble wobble on the old brain front. Just checking the time there. And I was thinking there are certain things that I do, like mine's terrible at the moment, but I've got lots of like in, in a way that is when you're moving house and well. Mm. Don't um, be yet. No. And okay. um, yeah, it's all going tits up. It's all just falling, falling down around my ears. Um, and I realized that there's loads of things that I could do to help myself that I just am not doing because I can't be asked because I've just get, do you know what I mean? The, the things that you know you should do. And I was thinking, I wonder what Gemma's things, because you're very good about exercise and exercise is a big one. And exercise is really easy. If you're not like you go to the gym, but I don't go to the gym, but I can do 20,000 steps a day with the dogs. If I'm, and, and it doesn't take up too much of my day and it's great and it makes me feel wonderful. And it's so easy to not do that. Mm-hmm. and that makes a huge difference so I was like well Jem goes to the gym and she loves going to the gym and that's pretty much a steady thing for her do you know what I thought to myself yesterday I was in the gym and I was like I could actually live in here yeah like I- <laughs> yeah and, and I remember that feeling from when I was at a nice gym I was like I could just move in this is great it's got everything I need under one roof except for my kids that's probably a blessing um but then there's so there's little things. So one of the things that I do that I, is so easy to skip that makes a huge difference to me is is journaling at night. Now, I think everyone's going to be like, I roll, fall over. But it's really basic. So I write down five things I'm grateful for that day. And it can be like, I had really good bacon at lunch. That was nice. It doesn't have to be like, I'm so pleased to be a part of the existence of the universe. Mm. It's just five simple things that you're grateful for that day. Then three to five things that you did well. And it can literally be like, I sewed up a hole in my sock. I went to the gym when I wasn't feeling like it. I made sure everyone was fed. Like you don't have to overachieve. No one's seeing this. You need to write three to five things that you want to let go of because they are things that affect your sleep. Like I could write 20 things I need to let the fuck go of. And then you write a little to-do list for tomorrow. It doesn't have to be huge. You don't have to rack your brains. But you know, sometimes when you go to bed and you're like, shit, tomorrow I need to phone the GP for the kids and then I need to do this and then blah, blah, blah. and all of those things affect your sleep. But also they make you wake up like you're already behind in a race. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you've written them all down, then it's kind of got them out and you're like, okay, so I know what I need to be doing tomorrow. And it makes me sleep so much better. It makes me feel calmer. And because you focused on the five things that you're grateful for, it just really affects me if I do it consistently. I haven't done it for months. And I suddenly was like, oh God, and just little things that I'm not doing. And I was like, I wonder what Gemma does apart from the gym. Are there things that you do that when you're like, I'm feeling, because I think both of us are quite like, we, we go until we, are, we physically fall over. Mm. And then when we physically fall over, our brains go, mm. mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, everything's shit. I hate everything. Um, I 
I, after I had Ben, because Ben was such a really bad sleeper, I was convinced I had postnatal depression. I felt so low. Mm. And it got to the point where I said to my, I'm going to have to, I've got, I've got it. I need to go to see someone. I just can't, I just, and he said to me, babe, I think you're just tired. And I was like, no. That's what people say. Yeah, yeah. but that's what it was. For me, yeah. if I don't get proper sleep, like, I mean, like, I know we're all a bit grouchy the next day, but I can, if I am tired and it's a persistent tiredness that goes on for like a week to two weeks, mm. I feel so low. Yeah. I think we slightly need to normalize. Do you know what I, Joe and I had a fight. No, we didn't even have a fight. Joe said something that was so annoying that I couldn't physically be in the same room as him. And this was when I just got out of the bath and I wasn't prepared to be angry. I'd been really careful about things. This is when I real I realized that I was really wonky and I needed to just stop just being like, I just need to up my meds and being like, okay, but there are things that I can be doing. And so I hadn't been, I'd like not been on my phone since I put my phone down at eight. I hadn't eaten after eight. I hadn't, I drunk loads of water. I, you know what I mean? I'd been doing the things I'd been, I meditated. I was in a really good. And he said something that was so annoying. And I was like, you're so annoying. I can't physically be in a room with you. And so I'm going to go and sleep on the sofa in my office. And I'm, I wasn't angry. I didn't shout, but I was like, I, are you just such a twat that I can't do this? And so I went downstairs with my book and I got on my sofa in my office. I could have pulled it out to be a sofa bed. But I didn't, I was like, I'm just, I fit on a sofa. It's a good thing about being five foot two. And I read my book. I read a couple of chapters in my book, which was lovely. And I remember thinking, God, I'm really not. It's amazing how my, my day of putting things in place mean that I haven't, I'm not going to bed seething about this. And he sent me loads of text messages, which I didn't read because I wasn't looking at my phone. And then at about half past five in the morning I heard footsteps and you know what I'm like I immediately was like shit someone's been sick so I got up and went into bed and Joe was there and I was like is everything okay and he's like yeah I just got up for a pee but obviously he's got like loudest footsteps ever so from two floors away I could hear him and in the morning I read his text messages and he was like come upstairs please come upstairs and I said, look, I don't, you know, I don't read my phone in my bed. And if you want to me to come and get back into bed, walk downstairs and say, please, will you come back upstairs? But the thing was, I slept really well until I heard him and did that thing. You know, when your baby first sleeps through and you wake up think, assuming the worst. <laughs> I did that because I was out. And I think you slightly, I'm not saying everyone should be in separate beds. But I think if you are consistently getting interrupted sleep or you're an anxious sleeper, we need to normalize like I need a night in a bed on my own in a dark room. And I know that not everyone can facilitate that. But and I was sleeping on a sofa. But the fact that I was in the sofa, in the sofa, I was on the sofa, no other people in the room. The kids didn't know I was there. So they were going to go up to Joe. They weren't going to come and find me. Do you know what I mean? And I was out like a light and I was, felt so much more refreshed. And I thought, God, that's the first time I've had in, uninterrupted sleep because my, my two younger kids are pinging up and down the stairs with me at the moment. Joe says that our younger two children view the stairs up to our bedroom as a travelator. 
Do you remember gladiators? If they're at the bottom, they're at the wrong fucking part of the travelator, basically. And they're just like, back up, back up. They're in our bed all the time. And it's fine because they're six and four. So you can like say to them, right, you need to go back to bed. It's not like when they're tiny. But it means you're constantly getting that, like, you never, you're always waking up. Yeah. And I thought, God, I, I, a night on the sofa, and I just felt so much better. And I just think, God, that just reminded me of that time when you're consistently so tired as a new mum. That it's like... Horrible. How... I'm not saying that people who have postnatal depression don't have postnatal depression, but people who have postnatal depression ha- haven't got a hope in hell. Well, that's what I mean. It's not going to help, is it? You no, know? because you feel awful. I feel awful with all my broken sleep with the six and a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. And I just and and mine were all pretty good sleepers but the reason that joe and jack my youngest are like best buds is because it got to five months with jack and he was still waking up at about three in the morning for a bottle and my thing is once i'm awake i'll be awake for two hours three two or three hours then i'll go back to sleep but obviously if they're waking up at three i'm going back to sleep at about six and then joe goes off to work and i'm like i have an hour's sleep and i've got three children it's not good and so I remember one night it, he started crying for his bottle and I just went to Joe, I'm out. I can't do it. Can't do it anymore. And Joe's like, okay. And he got up and he got up with Jack every time after that. So Jack thinks he's a superhero because Jack, they've always had that thing. And I, and I was just like, I just got to a stage where it was like a ping went off in my brain. And I was like, no, done years. I cannot, I cannot do this. When anymore. you used to like wake up and you had no, you couldn't fathom how you were going to get to bedtime yeah and I was watching this girl on TikTok she's actually really funny she's she started a thing called shit mums club um and she's this amazing you know how when people are so Welsh it sounds like a foreign accent it sounds like they're speaking a different language so I love listening to it anyway so I was like oh and she was saying she has tonsillitis Mm -hmm. and she's like we're a one-income family my husband's a tradie he's a you know he's a, a builder so I have to, I just, it's that thing of like waking up, feeling like death. And you know, you've got the kids all day. There's like nothing, it's awful. And it is, I think it's not, I'm not saying, I just think it's not acknowledged enough that there are times where it's, you know, all the times when, yeah, you've just had, you've woken up and you've just been like, fuck. I just don't know how I how am I going to get to bedtime and the answer is the electric nanny like get the fucking tv on yeah there's so much so much beating yourself up about the tv my 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 kids are obsessed obsessed with screens and most of the time um I'm really strict about it and and I beat myself up about it and my husband uses it uses screens for to keep an eye on them all the time which makes me grumpy. But yesterday I felt so miserable, uh, not miserable. I felt so overwhelmed by everything that for two hours, I just sat on my sofa, unable to do anything. And Ned, my eldest came home, the other two were out. And I was like, Ned, should we just watch two episodes of Modern Family? And I sat, I put low lighting on in my sitting room and we got some snacks and we watched two episodes of really funny episodes of Modern Family. And I cuddled my nine-year-old 
and I felt like a million dollars afterwards. And I was like, in my head, I was going, he shouldn't watch telly. He watches too much telly. He should be doing his homework. You could do some work. You've got to fold the clothes. You've got to get their outfits ready for International Day. And I was like, after I picked the other two up, I was so much of a better mum for them because what I needed was a cuddle with my nine-year-old and some funny telly and for us to not be arguing about homework or, do you know what I mean? I think there's that thing of, it's always struck me since I've had kids of those days where you wake up and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to get them to bedtime. Your, your other half's away or they're going out to work and you're ill or you're just not feeling mentally capable or you're exhausted. There's nothing you can do. There's all no... This, all this talk of sleep is making me tired. I'm like, oh, I could actually just go to sleep. Night, night, Gemma. I, but they call me the cat anyway because I can sleep anywhere. I can fall asleep. Yeah, my husband's the same. Uh, but it means so it's a real it's a massive bonus because I'm not a good sleeper and so the f- the fact that Joe 95% of the time has slept through whatever has been waking me up means that he's much better in the morning you know he's much better but it also means that when he doesn't have sleep it's all we hear about because because he's so used to like his head hits the pillow he's out until you wake him up he's out and then he wakes up and he's awake which I'm always really jealous of because I you know we know me it takes me I can't do that I need at least but it mean but it means that like last night it's like it's the worst night's sleep I've ever had and I was like well I was lying next to you and you were snoring so like you definitely had some sleep but he just but yeah he will sleep anywhere What's been your positive of the week? Um, spin it round. Um, I'm just, I'm just. So there are no other Gemma brain things that you do when you're feeling a bit wobbly, apart from your exercise. Walk the dog. Make sure I've got enough sleep, and and force yourself to go to the gym. Force yourself to go to the gym. Yeah. Also, I think remembering. that what like what relaxation things actually are like sitting and having a cup of tea whilst reading your emails isn't relaxing but how giving yourself 10 minutes to sit and have a cup of tea and stare out your window or read a magazine mm-hmm. do something off your phone do you know what I mean is relaxing and I think that's another thing that we're like I'll have a cup of tea while I do my emails and that counts as a break and it's like sometimes your brain just needs you to switch close some tabs switch some tabs off um positive of the week what day are we on thursday i feel like something nice happened oh my positive of the week is my little my little tiny baby dog um had her first birthday on monday and we celebrated it by getting her spayed on tuesday um I know, poor little poppet. And it, it's just a poor thing. And it turns out that because she's so fluffy, she couldn't get any bucket off unless it's strangling her. And so she had to get a little vest. So we've put her in her vest. And ever since, like I picked her up and she was wearing a bucket and I couldn't walk to the car because she wants to have her face pressed into my leg. But obviously because of the bucket, she kept taking my knees out. So it's actually better for me when she's in the vest. But my positive is that, it's always that horrible thing when your dog has an operation. Yeah. 
Um, and I was like, if she dies, it's my fault. It's my fault because yeah. it's not a necessary thing. No, it would have been. Yeah, in fact. And so I was like, ooh. Um, and it was fine. And the vet's nurse was like, I've never seen a dog look at their owner like your dog looked at you when she came around because she was just like I realized she hasn't been apart from me before she just looked at me and was like you came back you never guess what they did to me um so yes she's fine she's sweet she's better hopefully well she's on the mend you know so that's my positive what's your positive Gemma Gemma. Um, I stuck up for myself this week what did Um, you do so you know in last week's episode when um I said that I have a revenge plan someone in my life a grown-up person um who's on the periphery of my life just decide just likes just likes talking down to me gas lighting me yeah and i said something that was really upsetting me and they immediately texted me back and said implied that it was because i was just very stressed out with the house move mm-hmm. and i was just like uh, with the house renovation and i was just like no that's like you saying something to your partner and then going, it's just because you're on your period. Yeah. That's just like, you can't say anything worse. But um, also, also when people say stuff. To my, I'm, sick of being, I'm sick of being a nice person. I'm sick of being Light. the person that backs down, that does the right thing. So I stuck up for myself and I was like, no, actually, that's not why I'm pissed but off. Also I'm when pissed someone... off because you did X, Y, Z. But also when someone unless they know you really well really well yeah that person that you're talking about has no frame of reference for how you take stress how you deal with stress you can see they by don't, my face i was just yeah like, you know yeah. what i mean i always think that's the thing where it's like you can't tell me what i'm stressed about because you don't know how i deal with this stress and everyone is so different like during this moving process i know people who move all the time because they love it my mom they love yeah they my love mom. it I'm like why would you ever do this again it's <laughs> awful I don't enjoy doing up houses I, I like sitting on my fat ass doing nothing none of this what watching modern family watching modern family and eating crisps in a fucking comfy jumpsuit I don't like I'm not I'd love to be hugely ambitious and I'd love to make shit loads of money but I am that is mostly so that I can spend more time sitting on my bum I think that's so good because I think I, I'm not saying not being polite like being polite being kind is always number one but I think sometimes you get sucked into being so polite and so kind that then you're like hang on people are treating me like shit someone said something because um to to wrap up it's like you are teaching people how to treat you yeah you're teaching people how to treat you and especially with people who do that gaslighty type behavior what's so frustrating about it sometimes is you want someone outside of it to acknowledge you almost feel like you're going insane and when you talk about it so I always remember my boyfriend before Joe if I talk to people about why our relationship wasn't good, it makes you sound like you're insane. You know, he'd say I wasn't very good at stuff. He'd say I should tape out my lip piercing because everyone thought I was a freak. He'd say, do you know what I mean? And it makes it sound really tiny and petty, but it's the way it's done and it's the consistency that it's done it. And you're kind of always waiting for someone else to be like, no, no, that's not acceptable, but they don't. 
you've got to do it. You've got to be like, no, no I'm happy my to boundary. And I'm happy to tell you why I'm pissed off. And you may not agree and you may not think it's acceptable for me to be pissed off about that. Mm-hmm. But that is why I'm pissed off. And most of the time, they know exactly what they've done. And they've just been allowed to get away with it. Mm-hmm. Because if you break it down, it sounds so petty. The other, you know, oh, I was being really nice. They're really stressed with their house renovations. It's like, yeah, you know, she's not a fucking idiot. Not five. Not five. And also, yeah, I just think it's that thing of, like, you don't know me. You don't know that I don't do this house renovation stuff all the time because it's the joy of my life, like, and I don't find it stressful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, ladies, it's very cathartic. I recommend it, everybody. Go and stick up for yourself, set boundaries, go forth. But I think also the thing is that, is that you are very polite. You are someone who dots the I's and crosses the T's. I was going to say it the other way around. Crosses the I's, dots the T's. Yeah. But like, I always think you are quite measured. When you go off, you go off. But you'll go off because of injustice. Do you know what I mean? But you'll check stuff before yeah. you're like, no, I'm going to check that before I go back to them and stick my northern foot up there bum <laughs> I'm gonna just quickly check um, so I think, my... but I think that's the thing if you're if you're kind and you're polite and you're nice to people you do need to have that moment where you're like actually I know what I'm doing and I know what I'm talking about and I am very kind and polite but that does not mean that you can, you can... call over me my, yeah. my friend my friends call it mank mode one of my friends yeah has mank mank mode been activated mank mode yeah. it's <laughs> My favorite thing, uh, you, there, there are three types of voice notes from Gemma. There's one which starts with, I've had an idea. And that means just go and look at Instagram because I've announced that I'm now doing a, I'm building a house in the shape of my face and Chippy's in charge of the build or something. There's just normal chat, but you, it'll be like a four minute. So yeah, I'll assume yeah. that you're breaking up with me yeah. or something really bad's happened. And then there's almost unable to understand what she's saying. She's gone full mank. Someone, I'm probably going to have to dig up my patio f- to put a body or three under there. That's the one where I'm like, can't understand her. She's full mank. Do I need to text Derek? Is Derek alive? Is Derek <laughs> is Derek alive is Derek going under my patio there have been times where me and Derek have had to message each other and be like she okay okay are you okay are we are we okay do we still have limbs (laughs) and on that note ladies and gentlemen we will speak to you all next week say goodbye Jim Um, bye that's my mature make right (laughs)